This to me sounds like a song that you would hear in a Quentin Tarantino movie. This is probably the, the most played song ever when we were a cafe oh, yeah. at Old Town Bodega. We used to just play this album on repeat. Okay, well, tell me, how do you pronounce the name of the band? Well, we I, call them Karunabin, but I don't know if that's right. Karunabin? <laughs> how would you say I don't know. It? Well, you spell it K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N. Karunabin? I feel like it's like Krong... Krongbin. I don't, I don't know. Karun... It's not def, It's definitely not Karunabin. Because there's no... A-, a after the end. They must enjoy this so much because oh. I feel like bands do this shit on purpose. It's an asshole move. Yeah. When you have a band. Well, they don't want to be well known. Maybe. You know what you could do? What I usually do when I'm in this situation? You mumble it. I just say, uh. It's Krongman. <laughs> uh, no, what I normally do is look up uh, interviews from them. Yes. On YouTube. Uh, I think it's Krungbin. Krungbin? Krungbin. Krungbin. Bin. Yeah, Krungbin sounds better. You're right. <laughs> anyway, it's just a little instrumental called Como Mi Cureros. <laughs> I nailed no it. No idea. Nailed no it. Idea. Okay, I found an interview with them. Okay. Let's hear uh, how you say their name. So this evening we've got the amazing Krungbin with us. Karungbin. 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 Definitely not Karunabin. <laughs> Karungbin. Yeah. Probably means something. Uh, the guy seemed to hesitate right before he said yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got the amazing, and I would only say something like that, the amazing, before. As a stall? As a stall. This evening, we've got the amazing Karungbin. <laughs> I don't know. He jumped <laughs> into it pretty quick. Karungbin. Bundes, what do you think? It sounds like it could be Karungbin. It, it, that's how it's spelled, too. I, I think that's how you would say it. Yeah. That's like uh, the pronunciation. And, and looking up translations of the word, it looks like Thai for aeroplane. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Bundus. The, the professor has spoken. The professor has Googled. We, we, you know what? We shouldn't have even looked up it up. We should have just yeah. let the professor tell us. Karungbin. Karungbin. Yeah. Hey, did you guys see any of that uh, Blue Jays game where they were playing in front oh of a sold-out crowd in Texas? Holy it was so cow, eh? fun to watch. And in that moment, I'm like, I want to live in Texas. I know. And have, like, sticky rib fingers all the time. <laughs> and go to the Jays game and watch baseball and hug people. I saw people in the stands shaking hands, which I thought was interesting because we thought the handshake was going to be done. But the handshake has been around for so long, it's not going anywhere. You think one little pandemic's going to stop a handshake? You're going to be shaking hands, buddy. I don't know. I'm going to be handing my elbow to them and they can <laughs> decide to elbow tap or they can grab it with their hand. I don't. I honestly, <laughs> it's I'd be, I'll back. be shocked if the handshake becomes commonplace. No, again. it's coming back. As is the random makeout at the bar. I shook somebody's hand the other day. Did you? Yeah, yeah. That didn't feel even weird? think twice about it until after the fact. I was like, oh, I probably should, like, you know, sanitize <laughs> yeah. my hands. But like in the moment, it was the it was just a natural reaction to be like, hey, man, how's it going? And then. Yeah. Yeah. And day later, you start diarrhea and everything else that follows uh, from touching people. Get some gastrointestinal issue. (laughs) Handshaking is the most ridiculous form of greeting somebody if you want to stay healthy. It is. I mean, celebrities hate it. 
they hate having to shake hands of all the fans well, and stuff. Well, that's a bit different. I mean, they, they, the first thing they want to do is bathe their hands in Purell if they're like walking a red carpet and shaking hands. That's before a global pandemic. It's done. I know you think it's going to continue on, but shaking hands. I could see being in a crowd with people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But why would you like, yeah. What's the difference at that point? Like you're, if you're next to somebody in a crowd at a concert and everybody's screaming and hollering and they're sweating, like you're you're getting all their germs anyway. Like yeah. what's a handshake at that point? Not everything's airborne though. You know, something is like, some stuff's touching you know, the grocery carts, I hope they never go back to not sanitizing grocery carts. <laughs> yes, Honestly, they will. think of how many forms of stomach flu have been passed on just through grocery carts alone. Oh. I bet I bet the numbers would be staggering. I mean, yeah. ever since people started masking, the regular seasonal flu has all but disappeared. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with But isn't with some, COVID the flu, no, essentially? It's far more contagious than the flu. And that's why we're, you know, taking extra precautions. And it could be far more, you know, obviously, uh, like the well, negative effects. Well, the flu effects. is deadly as well. It can be, yeah. But we, they've seen the flu cases just almost like obliterated thanks to masking. So I see a world where people should be wearing masks, especially if they have a cold or aren't feeling well. Mm. I mean, hopefully masks will be one of those things where it's just like you appreciate when you see someone wearing one instead of wondering why they were, they're wearing one. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, you know, two years ago, I used to think people wore masks were like trying to pull off kind of um, like a fashion thing or, may, you know, mm-hmm. that they were, I, I don't even know, like it was just, yeah, it felt like something they wanted to do for fun. Mm-hmm. Instead, I now realize they were just being respectful. And probably they never get sick because they wear one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You it know. just is a reminder not to touch your face, too. Or like if you do touch your face, you're like, oh, God, I got a mask there. Yeah. I don't mind wearing my mask. I think my mask is cool. I got a bandana. I, I like pulling it up. I like hiding behind it. Yeah, no, I am a big fan of the bandana. Well, you know, I, I made uh, eight others nice. over the weekend. Good for you. Like you gave me two. Actually, I think I made seven others. Yeah. But um, two of them I made like triple layer. Yeah. My mom was like, you know, your mask should be triple air with these new variants. They're so contagious. But uh, <laughs> Your I, mom. <laughs> I had to YouTube how to use this sewing machine that my mom actually gave to my daughter to use. Okay. We couldn't figure out how to thread the thing. And we got on YouTube and I was sewing up a storm. But if you need an extra mask, I know you're like me. You only have two in the rotation. Or you, I only had two. Uh, yeah, I got two. I got like some regular masks that I'll wear like if I'm just quickly going to like one store, like going downstairs yeah. to the car. Mm. Um but yeah, I use the two bandanas like as my daily, like I'm going to work and I'm going to need it constantly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I also like the the bandana mask for when I'm going for a walk outside because yeah. I can just flip it up and I can drop it down. I and can't it, believe it hasn't been become more of a thing. Like, it's probably not. I don't know. Maybe. I don't even know how it could be not as effective as a regular cloth mask mm-hmm. as long as it's thick enough. Yeah. Man. And plus there's the whole fact that you're not like uh, throwing it in your purse or your pocket, right? Like yeah, you can just put it neck. down around your neck. Anyway, you, um, know? you know, I was reading something that I felt like was a bit ridiculous. And I wondered if you guys would agree with me on mm-hmm. this. Chris Hemsworth, you know him as Thor, Right from the Avengers. Is and Chris the Hemsworth movies? the one who was married to Miley Cyrus? No, that's his brother. It's Liam. Liam. Gotcha. Chris Hemsworth is like the I would argue just the bigger, slightly more handsome version of Liam Hemsworth. Oh my God, he's so handsome. I mean, they're good-looking brothers either way. And he was, 
I don't want to say the word complaining, but I'm going to say it anyway. He was complaining about not being taken seriously enough uh-huh. because of this one thing. Because he's too good looking. No, because he works out. It's too he ripped, sa- huh? Yeah, he says that bodybuilding is seen as vanity. Mm-hmm. And that if he... Um, put on uh, a bunch of unhealthy weight or if he got unhealthily skinny for a role. You know, I think of um, Batman there. What's his name? Um, Robert Pattinson. No, not Robert Pattinson. Oh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale was famous. Oh and I forget the movie, but he was famous for losing tons of weight. Yeah, he looked so sick in that movie. Was it The Machinist? The Machinist yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and people were like praising his, you know, commitment to the craft and all that. Sure. Even though it seems crazy. And he says that he would be considered a more serious actor if he would take a different approach to his body weight. And I just like, I feel like he's a great actor. And the only reason why he's not taking seriously is he hasn't been in any roles outside of Avengers type stuff that mm-hmm. we would know him from. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, I would think, partly on him. Right. That, you know, if he wanted to be in some low budget artsy movie, there's got to be one out there that they would, would love him. to yeah. have him be yes. involved. And he's probably just used to making like <laughs> 20 plus million dollars in a movie now that he couldn't imagine doing some, you know, uh, f- uh, what do you call it? Like a film festival type movie. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Matthew McConaughey had to shed all of those, like, he was only getting rom-coms for so long. Did you hear that uh, Howard Stern interview with him? Uh, I forgot. I think I was listening to his uh, podcast with uh, Joe Rogan. Okay, because he um, talked about how he basically turned down offer after offer for rom-com because he wanted to rebuild his brand. Right, and that's, that's what you have to do. But also, like, as an actor, I remember... Uh, my acting teacher, he would go around the class and put the camera on us and tell us what our hit was. And by that, he means like, what do you look like? Are are you? Do you look blue collar working man hero? Do you look like a doctor? Do you? Why do you think they hire all the time the same kind of looking person for the same role? It's because that's the image that you give off. Like very often in movies, you will see an Asian person being chosen as a doctor or a scientist. Think about all the doctors and scientists in movie. It's very stereotypes. common. You get these stereotypes of what roles that you would play. And when you're ripped, you're going to get offered roles that would fall into that category. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if, Chris Hemsworth is great in those roles. He's I don't, great. I don't doubt that he could pull off other roles. He's, I mean, the key to acting is being confident and not being nervous and relaxing in front of a camera and, you know, like mm-hmm. being able to lose yourself in a character He's got so much on-screen experience, you would think it would be a joke for him just to relax and take on a different kind of role. Sure. There's like only two movies I can think off the top of my head that he didn't play like an action superstar. One was Rush, where he portrayed James Hunt the uh, and that battle, the, the Formula One battle between Nicky Lauda and uh, James Hunt. Oh, was that a... I never saw that. It's a great movie. Yeah. And, and he did an excellent job portraying James Hunt. And there was another movie... Um, Bad Times at uh, the El Royale, which was kind of like a thriller murder mystery where he played this kind of insane criminal, uh, and he was pretty cool at that. Mm-hmm. But other okay. than that, he's generally speaking usually like a buff action hero kind of dude, and he's great at that. And somebody who's like buff, it's kind of an interesting uh, 
trait that you have that you it's hard like I'm looking at him in pictures where he's wearing like a shirt and you can still tell that he's so ripped it's not something like that's gonna have to be part of the character no matter what he plays right he's gonna have to be oh this character is also like into fitness yeah, and it shouldn't stop him from yeah from from being taken as a serious actor. I think a Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Channing Tatum has done some like fairly deep movies. What was the one, uh, the Fox Hound? The one oh with Steve God. Carell, where Fox Steve, Hunter? Uh, no, uh, the, the Fox, Fo- Fox Catcher. Fox Catcher. Yeah. Also, uh, Channing Tatum. I mean, you could even argue that uh, the stripping one, you know, there was this Magic serious Mike. side. Magic Mike. <laughs> that there was like a serious side to that movie. Yeah. Or like the wrestler, you know, Mickey Rourke. I'm sure Mickey Rourke would say that he gets stereotyped into playing a certain cast. But, you know, look at how yeah. deep his character was in that movie. I mean, so it's kind of on you, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, just go deeper, buddy. Dig deeper. Find it within yourself. Maybe it's st- funny that he's bringing up his body. Like, well, he also like <laughs> posts like workout videos and stuff, and so it comes out a lot. Uh, it comes up a lot. Yeah, when he's doing something, he's great as Thor. You know what was great when he played out of shape, Thor. That did was he, brilliant. Did he play out of shape? Yeah. Thor? Yeah, in the last movie. In the last one. <laughs> really? Thor yeah. was like back in his hometown and wherever it was. Norway? Where? No, where was he living? Uh, not not his hometown because he's from another planet. But Asgard? No, but he, he what was that fishing village they found him in? Oh, I don't remember what it was called. He like relocated to the small fishing village and he was like the town drunk. Yeah, and he was like playing Fortnite and he was talking shit on the gaming microphone to the kids and stuff. And he had a huge gut, (laughs) a massive gut. So that was a prosthetic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had him using a prosthetic to look like he was out of shape Thor. (laughs) And it was so funny. I mean, he's he's got great comedic timing and can deliver it. uh, Sure. You know. Anyway, I thought that was uh, interesting. I am sick of being cast typed as a reporter, as you yeah. guys know. You know? Uh, you know, it's funny. I know a bunch of people on radio who have been in uh, movies, and they've every single one of them played the role of a reporter. Yeah, it's because we. Well, there's a there's a couple things going on there. First of all, they usually want the voice. They want like a reporter style voice because that's the most signature thing that mm-hmm. a reporter can do. So you go in and you just lay that on thick in the audition. But then the other thing is, is when I'm in the audition room and there's, you know, it's exactly what you see in the movies, like a lot of nervous people pacing around. I know that I am actually a real broadcaster, so I'm going to knock this out of the park. There, nobody in the room can beat me because I yeah. am a fucking broadcaster. Have you done anything where you weren't on uh, for your TV and movie career where you um, weren't a uh, reporter? Um, no, I would say I'm the majority, I, except for hosting, but that's kind of being a reporter too. Yeah, you were hosting on uh, yeah. Battle, of the Blades Battle of the Blades and that TV show too, the... Um, the HGTV. renovation one or whatever yeah makeover stuff yeah i once auditioned to be a mechanic like a hot mechanic yeah you didn't get didn't it, get the yeah. part <laughs> i'm sure there was a real hot mechanic in the room he's like i'm gonna get this yeah i've been a mechanic for years no one's gonna do this better than i can yeah i wonder what i could audition for where it would just be in my wheelhouse like sailor if- if they had, if they needed a captain of a boat, somebody who looked like yeah. they knew what they were doing. Yeah, well, that's why they. We've talked about this before. Tom Hanks uh, in the movie uh, Captain Phillips. They had a real uh, emergency responder be the, oh, the nurse. Yeah, yeah, and she was amazing. She just nailed it. Right. That scene made me cry. Yeah. Did you see Captain Phillips? 
Bundes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, like a total sham, that movie, eh? They, all, all the people on the ship hated Captain Phillips and blamed him for the situation they were in. Right. You know, the movie does not portray what really happened mm-hmm. very well. But what they did do is when they brought Captain Phillips, they after he was saved, yeah, they had that nurse going through all the whole, like, process in a very, like, methodic, almost, like, yes. cold... How would you describe it? It was just very... It was exact. She just nailed it. And she was just doing the... So good. You know, she was assessing his mental state and his physical state at the same time as as an emergency responder. And she was so good at it. And then it came out after that that she is a real emergency responder. They just used her. Yeah, I looked it up. (laughs) I looked it up watching that. I was like, she was so good at that. And I got to find out who this person is. And yeah, it was like she was working on the set as somebody part of the medical crew. And they had her do the scene. And she nailed it. They just had her do it. Yeah. That's how we... Awesome. Easy acting is. That's what I say. Like uh, anyone could be an actor. Well, yeah, and and uh, but like anyone can be a good actor. That's different. Um, but uh, when you get an agent, they ask you for what are your things that you do. What what's in your wheelhouse? Like Bundes could put uh, guitar, and uh, you know, oh, so yeah. he could play somebody in a band because he has experience doing that. It would be very convincing. Same with you and your sailing. You know. Horseback riding is a popular one because now you're going to get chosen for all the period pieces. You can't have some dweeb on a horse who's never ridden a horse before in a war movie or something, you know? I feel like I'm going to fall off this thing. Yeah, Yeah, it's an important one, horseback riding. I mean, even playing with guns and all that kind of stuff, if you have experience with guns and knowing how to handle them, because if you're cast like a Keanu Reeves type person for John Wick, Matrix, all those movies he's done, he has spent so much time just working with guns, assembling them, reassembling them, shooting them, reloading, like, so he can be natural with those weapons in that moment. That skill set, even if he's not a great actor, uh, will get him the part, you know, if you're just an everyday actor. They're like, well, she wasn't so great, but man, she can, she's a like really accomplished horseback rider. Yeah. So get her, you know, she's going to look natural on the horse. All that martial arts stuff. Sometimes these actors spend two years training leading oh up God. to the role. I like, would it's love crazy. that. I would love for that to be my job, you know, yeah. to train in martial arts only. Be so cool. With a sensei? That would be the best. Uh, One day, guys. One day. (laughs) One day for sure. But that day is not today. Not today. Karoo, what do we do? What do we decide? Just you, just stick with what you call them. (laughs) It's better that way. Karunabin. Karunabin. Karumbin. Karungbin. Karung? Yeah. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Talk to you soon. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.